Well, you know that saying, dance as if nobody's watching? Well, I don't know if I could actually dance with anyone watching, but the truth of the matter is my experience at a dance class with Daniel Jamie, who is going to join me on the What I've Learned podcast in a few moments, has really been cathartic and therapeutic. You know, he created Baylor as a result of a drastic change in his life. Um, he was coming from the other side of the world with no expectations, no safety net, no English, or people who could help him find his way on the side of the planet. He was coming from Brazil and Colombia, and the truth is he'd been dancing there since he was 14, but he had to find a way to communicate when he got here, and Bailey became the only way that he could. With people, he could express his passion, personality, and the best way to share what he loves most, which is dance and fitness. Well, I'm really happy that he's joining me on the podcast. He's also taking me on my own personal journey, um, giving me some private training and teaching me about how to actually move, not quite like J-Lo in her new documentary, but certainly aiming for the stars, I might say. So welcome to the What I've Learned podcast and so thrilled to have Daniel join me to have a chat about dance, fitness and looking after both body and soul. Hi Dev, how are you going? It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Very good. Well, I have to confess that Daniel, I've been to many of Daniel's dance classes, the Baylor dance classes, which I just love and adore and have really helped me with my mental health. But I'd like to talk to you about how you got here and, and what your background is and how you got to Australia. So talk to me about where you're from. All right. So everything started um, at the age of 11. I started dancing and doing martial arts. And then, yeah, I fell in love with dance um, in Brazil. I was born in Colombia and then grew up in Brazil. And I went to one of the best samba schools in Brazil, Rio de Janeiro, called Carlinho uh, Jesus. And I developed all my skills as a professional dancer. And then I became a choreographer. And then after that, I went into the whole thing of fitness and started just kind of getting involved with Pilates. Started just, you know, sharing my passion for, for dance and fitness with everyone. And it was in, the, in 2009 that I decided to, you know, explore the world a little bit further. <laughs> and I I'm glad you did. Yeah, which yeah. we're glad you did. <laughs> a lot of people say the same thing. Daniel, tell me a little bit about also, you know, that you talk about when you grew up and how I know in, in Colombia and in Brazil, dance is yeah. sort of very much part of the culture. Tell yes. me a little bit about when you were growing up, what incentivized you to go on this journey? Talk to me a little right. bit about your mum. I want to hear a little bit about. <laughs> right. Okay. So first of all, one of the things that I remember um, a lot from my mom, my dad, that they always said was that they fell in love dancing. So oh. they used to dance together. Yeah. Not professionally, but they used to love dancing together. So um, they actually used to win competition of dancing and everything else. Oh. So my, my, my dad gave me the gift of uh, music, yeah, to listen to music very well in a specific way that I actually transformed music into uh, self-expression, which is one of the things that we all uh, want to have in our lives. And my mom gave me the whole, like, you know, expression of dancing and how to feel the music more. So I started back then. Um, yeah, uh, my first class was at the age of 14. I was started teaching. 
I was trying to help my mom. Um, my mom was a single mom, obviously. And um, yeah, my master at that time said, Daniel, can you teach uh, my class? You know, I was doing, you know, and I was like, me? Really? Oh, well, okay. Why? Why me? It's like, yeah, because you, you know, you know, all the curves and, and everyone loves you in here. And it's like, okay. Anyway, so I was in one of the gyms and I came to the class and I was like, you know, going off for it. And everyone at the end was like, oh my God, that was so good. So it was amazing. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. Anyway, my, my, my teacher said to me, hey, I heard that you did, the, the girls didn't miss me. And I was like, oh, really? Why? You know, because they had so much fun with you and they actually wanted to keep teaching. I was like, what? Me? Oh, anyway. So later on. Very young. Very young. Yeah. yeah. And then my mom's like, what, what were you? Where were you? like, oh, mom, I was teaching a class. I was like, what? You're teaching? Really? When do you start working? It's like, oh, and I gave this opportunity. And um, I took it. And then they loved it. So, oh, amazing. So I started working at the gyms. And since then, I started, like, developing my own career as a, as a dance teacher, right? And I started sharing my passion for, for dancing and self-expression and, you know, being connected with people. And as when I came here, right? I don't know if you want to know about when I came here and I could yeah. not speak English. My mom used to be an English teacher and I never learned with her. <laughs> Shame. Huh? You probably regretted that yeah. part. You would have like, well, I regretted that, it. <laughs> your yeah. mom was an English teacher, but it's interesting because yeah, you really had no need to learn English at that time until you no. started traveling. And so you came here at and you really had no language to express yourself. Not at all. I could only thing I could say was good morning, good night, mom, and that's it. And the numbers until 10. <laughs> So I came here and I came to learn how to speak English. And then I started just kind of like going through the journey. Um, you know, I recognized my whole, you know, fitness certifications I did or I've done around the world in Europe, in the United States and Brazil. Um, I came here and then started working. And it was one, uh, one day in 2012, I was teaching one of my dance classes and I started seeing so many people, you know, waiting for my class. And I was like, Wow. This is interesting. <laughs> I must be, I must be I've been one of those right. people. I'm one of those you people. You were there. Just... I know. You were there. You were there. <laughs> but that day, I was at a recreation back then, Glen Harris, mm. which is now these days is good life in Glen Harris, Melbourne. And um, I started seeing, and I had to count people, right, to see how many people have to put attendance. And I counted 102 people. I was like, wow, this is a lot of people coming here to my class. Anyway, the thing is that I couldn't communicate with them very freely because of the language barrier. And it was one when someone told me, use your hands, you know, because you can communicate with them. And then the first thing I said was the genre we were dancing, which in, in that moment was salsa. And then was when I say, one, salsa, you know? And then I started seeing that people were like looking at my finger and I started dancing in the exactly the same way I was dancing. It was amazing. Incredible to see so much, so much synchronicity. There was synchronicity there. The whole room was moving the same way at the same time. So I started dancing. I said, call two. And I started like that until 10. So I started just basically connecting with them in a way that it was no language. It was through numbers. And I was making noises, chiki chiki, pukutuku, tiki daga. That's it. And wepa, that's it. And that was but how it was universal. 
yeah, with so it's... the universal language of numbers mm. that even a kid can count to 10, mm. you know, in their own language. So all I have to do is this and this and this, and people will understand what I'm doing, what I, what I want them to do. So that was how I started Baila. Baila obviously means dance in Spanish. So when I said, come on, Debra, dance. So I said, come on, Debra, de Baila. You know, you go for it. And it's what we say in our, one of the best slogans we have in our company, which is dance first, think later. So you got to feel it first and then you don't have time to think because you were so immersed into the feeling of what you feel when you do baila, which is what most people say. You know, I asked it last week. I said, what is your feeling? What is the feeling you get from baila after a baila workout? And most people say, I feel so re-energized. I feel alive. I feel free. I feel inspired, right? So you start kind of seeing that you're causing a huge impact on people when you live in your own passion, when you live in your authentic self, right? And I believe a yeah. lot in your purpose in life. You know, when you come to this world and you choose to do something, the most important is how much you give in the world with who you are and the passion that you bring to this world that is different. It's only you. There is no one like you, you know, it's unique, right? So we came here with gifts. And so that's what I do with, with people, you know? I always say, I just want you to feel what I feel when I dance, you know. And I think I think actually the universality of what you're offering, particularly in this time of stress and pressure, there's a lot of people feeling very isolated, disconnected, trying to right. find a way to exercise or to engage, you know. The one thing that I notice about the Baylor mm. classes, but also just the dancing in general, is the communal sense that you're all doing the same yeah. thing at the same time and it's really comforting in this really strange way and you sort of like I've made some wonderful connections through that because it doesn't you don't even have to speak it doesn't matter you all know that you're in that same rhythm at that time and exactly. there's something incredibly unifying and I think you get a lot of people from the mental health perspective I think Definitely. some people don't want to go to gym and just do the weights which is fine that's one option but I think a lot of people need to be immersed in something, whether it's yoga or yeah. but the dance is is something that yeah. you have put on slate. And it really Definitely. has been doing it for a while. COVID, mm. With COVID, for example, let's say, you know, one of the toughest times in, in the whole entire world. Mm. And um, I remember that, you know, when that hit us, um, everyone was confused, everyone was scared, everyone was like you know, what are we going to do now, right? And I, you know, once again, the Latino way, we always find a way. And I was in this house, I was living back then, and I took my kids' beds, you know, away, you know, let's say, let's do this. And I put the mattresses, you know, you know on the side, and I created a whole studio in their room, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. My, my drive back then was, I got two beautiful kids, I need to support them and I'm not going to stop living my passion, right? So I said, I've been through tough times in life and I'm going to show people how you can go through tough times in life. Mm -hmm. And I just created my whole studio and I created, started doing online classes. And everyone is amazing to see, like you said, one of the, the key things we have in Baila is not only the passion for dance, but also the way we we are a community. We are a tribe of people 
that strive for better, right? Sort of strive for 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 you know feeling free, feeling passionate, feeling excited, feeling healthy, right? So back then, I got so many messages. You have no idea. I even I even uh, filmed for Colombia uh, for a club called the Five AM Club, uh, and then I in, impacted uh, around 60, 70 people for a group that was meditation. And they were doing as an activity different days of the week. And one of the those activities was Baila. I was teaching mm. from here, from Australia. And Brilliant. I, shows, yeah, it's so amazing. effective. So I, I, you have no idea. I was so grateful. I started seeing all the messages that they sent me on Instagram. And I was saying, Daniel, I look forward every every day, every week of your class because you inspire me so much. And then you give me so much life. And at five o'clock in the morning back then. Imagine you dancing at five o'clock in the morning. And if you look so it. wow, so I'll feel like I'm a you know in a party and it's only Monday. Right? <laughs> I love that. But it does feel it's, it's interesting you say that though, because I think one of the things that I've observed and the people that I know that do go to your class, there's a sense of it is a bit like a party when life is so bleak and intense and and there's work pressure and there's family pressure. Yeah. And it does feel a little bit like going to a party, but one that you can just quietly be part of. You don't have to. Yeah. And I think that's. Be yourself. Be yeah. Yourself. And very rare yeah. that that. You know. It's something that you have cultivated. And I know you've been doing this for a long time. I don't know. Yeah. Is it. How, how many years have you been um, doing this? I created Bailey in 2012. Yeah, so it's been a while. It was back then when I started, I wrote the whole, you know, book, a manual that I created for people that want to teach Baila as well. And how, you know, my whole career, musicality, choreography, teaching techniques, etc. you know, teaching all that. And also, you know, I started developing all the genres, you know, because we go like about, about 10 genres at the moment, right, that people can choose from and they can learn to dance in a partner and with themselves. But obviously, you know, the Baila at the moment is a dance fitness program, you know, that, you know, uses is used to learn how to dance, but also get stay fit. Like you said, you know, a lot of people say to me, you know, the best thing I look forward to every week is Baila, <laughs> because like you said, I feel free. I feel like this stress goes away. Everyone, everything, the whole world goes away. And I'm just so immersed into the, the whole class and the music that it makes me feel like you know it does I mean I was actually watching this week the JLo documentary I don't know if you've watched it yet yeah oh it is so inspiring but one of the things that you know obviously she dances non-stop and it's it's just beautiful and it's Latino and it's very but also her discipline is is really impressive and I think that's the other thing that you often refer to, and I know that you will say this to me as my now trainer who is basically trying to get me in shape in many ways (laughs) as I prepare for a number of things coming up in my life. But I think one of the things that you talk about is the discipline. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things with dance is learning certain um, structures and making sure that you actually apply them and also being disciplined and showing up even when you're exhausted and can't be bothered. Okay. And it's really challenging in this world particularly. And I think post-COVID, there's a sort of a malaise, there's a bit of a, you know, people are struggling still, I find, to, to get that. Yeah. yeah. And that's one thing I know that you're very big on yes. and I know how frustrating it can be with some of your clients <laughs> like me at times because I'm like, because I'm like, I'm busy, I'm working, I've got stuff. Yeah. 
But but to that end, you and I are going on a personal journey of health and well-being, and you are also doing this with a lot of other people. What are some of the big tips that you have for people who are feeling that, you know, that, you know, struggle? Struggle. Uh, The first thing I always say to them, especially we want to just refer to fitness, let's let's say, when they come to me uh, as a fitness consultant, you know, they want me to train them is what is your purpose, you know, being here, yeah? And then most people don't know. They just they say, I want to lose weight. I want to be active. I want to, you know, heal this or that. In reality, they, they, they're doing that. And then when they start showing the lack of discipline is when they don't know why they're there. And then the reason behind that is, you got to have that why is drive, but people that find the why and then they start giving up on the way is because they have no idea what is the feeling they want to feel when they achieve what they want. So, so success talks about the, the difference between a tangible goal, right, which is an achievement itself, and success itself which is a feeling. Mm. So success itself equals feeling, right? So when you lose that kind of discipline and then focus on what is it that you want to achieve, then you start breaking up that discipline and that, you know, focus on what you want to achieve. So I always say to them, you know, what is it that you want to feel when you come here, you know? And then Mm -hmm. some people say, I want to feel strong. Other people want to say, I want to feel relaxed. I want to feel free, you know. I want to feel, I don't know, I can do this, right? Self-confidence. And then I say, okay, right? I want you to every time you want to feel that, you feel I'm looking forward to coming to train with Daniel because I know what I'm going to feel. And then people say, oh, my God, uh, I can't believe I can do this, you know, now. You know, so they forget where they started, yeah? And my my job is very um, fulfilling because the way I do it is not the way that other people do it. I I I work through mindset, right? And the mindset is the root of a human being, right? Whatever you believe in, right, is what your destiny is going to be, right? Anything, anything. Beliefs are, are made, if you want to know, by the time of six years old, right? So everything that you learned it was based on your, your journey back in your childhood, right? And then when something is not feeling right in your life, right, it's because that belief that you, got, you gained when you were little is not serving you anymore. I think that's very true. And, in fact, you know the concept of manifesting, manifesting yeah. a particular outcome. I think there's some truth to that, that notion, of, and that's you yeah. and I talk about that and I've heard you talk about that in class, you know, when you do your classes. Yes. You know, you, you actually encourage people to to engage. And, and, and it's really warming. Tell me, I, I'm sure you come across some people in your, your private training but also just even you see those that come to dance class some who are very lonely some who are really dealing with some really tough stuff like really yes. personal things yeah. how do you navigate that and 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 what have you learned from those people wow 
Uh, I've learned so much. I imagine I've been doing this since I was 14, right? And one of the most inspiring um, experiences I've ever had in my career is to see what's the impact you're causing on people living your passion. One day I was back in Colombia when I, you know, went back and moved back to Colombia. And then I saw this person, this woman who was coming to my class, but she was right quiet at the back and she was quite reserved, you know, it was quite close, but she used to always come. And she, she didn't come, you know, in like a week or so, you know, I didn't know, I noticed that she didn't come. And then one day she came back and the class was packed of people, packed. And she, at the end, she was waiting for everyone to leave at the end of the class. And then she came to me and I was very young still back then. Uh, and then she comes to me and say, can I, can I talk to you? And say, like, say, yeah, of course you can. How are you? You know, and she say, good. You know, I say, hey, yeah, I just want to say that I love your class. So thank you. And I also wanted to tell you that you saved my life today. And I was like, what do you mean? So yeah, because of your class, I'm still here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I felt like, yeah, you know, I had saved someone just by being what I was doing. It was, I was impacting her life and she was going to commit suicide that day. That's incredible, Daniel. She and I think she was lost. She was lost. depression, mm. you know, mm. and nothing would, was causing any impact on her, mm. you know. And when she said that, I was like, oh, come on, what are you talking about? You know, life is so beautiful, you know, like you got so much to, you know, look, look at this. How do you feel when you come here? <laughs> so I feel so alive, I feel so connected, so happy. You know, and you make it so easy and so accessible for everyone. And you're like having the best party. No one is judging you. And I feel free. I'm free on my head. And well, that's a very powerful story because yeah. it's actually, I can imagine like, I mean, we do have all of the medications and all the things that deal with that. But some, I do definitely see that we all know that being physically active is, it helps with your mental health. But that story just shows that it's it's yeah. not just about, fixing your mental health it's also about feeling part of something and exactly. that's what you're talking about people want to belong to a community do. to a tribe and and then like that i had so many stories and you know when i came to australia for example i bumped into one of my clients which i think you know her her name is olivia Curtin. i don't know if you know her she she's part of the um she is actually one in a million. I always call her one in a yeah. million. Yeah, yeah. She's got a syndrome that's called Williams syndrome, mm-hmm. and it's a chromosome disease, right? Yes. So she has got a very weak cardiovascular system, and uh, there is no strength, no coordinate, no coordination, no focus, nothing. And she came one day to one of my classes in Glen Iris. And that was an, an inspiring, you know, story, which he was extremely not part, feeling part of this mainstream community. Mm. And she started coming to my classes. She could not, she had a carer. She always had a carer bringing her. And the doctor said, I don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, keep doing it because mm. you're getting better. Yeah. And then she said, I said, what? what do you mean? So yeah, you, your heart is a lot stronger. And you you have developed this kind of aura, you know, kind of energy around you that you actually feel 
more yourself, you know what I mean? Because back then she was very out of, you know, like, you know. Out of sync. Out of sync. You know, she she was very impacted by the syndrome. You know, it shows though that 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 balance at whatever phase or stage of life or whatever it is you're suffering that's in a sense what you advocate and that is a, a you know obviously an extreme example of of that sort of sinking and rebalancing exactly it shows it was, what can it was really really a, like a life changing experience she has been coming to my classes for uh, at least 11 years now and back then you could not have a conversation with her. Yeah. And now she's feeling part of a main community because she belongs to the, our community. You know, I love that. I mean, and I've seen her and I think that's just such a, a great example of what we need to do is we need to lift each other up. And I think, Daniel, yeah. you actually really work hard to do that in our I community. Do. I, I, I don't work hard. I just, I just, I just, I am. I just. You, know, <laughs> you do what you love. I know. But it is. You know, and that's you, how you I know. think you impact people being, you know, very yeah. your full potential of yourself. And it doesn't feel tiring. It just feels like you want more. You want to inspire more people. You want to just impact more people like that and then make them feel that they're part of a community. And like we said, you said my mental health improved so much. Like, you know, I'm happy, you know. I'm I agree. Happy. And, and certainly I'm so happy that you've come on to the What I've Learned podcast to talk to my listeners yeah, and I so. will keep keep them informed on my own journey with you because yeah. you are going to help discipline me um, and get me, <laughs> get, me, get, me, get me there. I'm there. I'm like, I'm You're going to focus on the feeling. Remember the feeling. Remember <laughs> the, the feeling. feeling. And, and, yeah. and certainly I know a few other people that, you know, you're working with and I know that you're having a very positive impact. So I look forward to sharing with my listeners um, more of the insights into the well-being journey that I think that we're on. And I thank you for taking the time to come and talk to the What I've Learned podcast and to me. And I look forward to seeing you soon at the next dance class. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you there. Okay. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks so much for listening. The What I've Learned podcast will now be coming to you weekly with new episodes released every Tuesday. I'm blessed to have so many wonderful guests coming on the show. So check out my What I've Learned Instagram for updates. Meanwhile, stay tuned, kind and curious. Love, Deb.